Hello, and welcome to Muscle for Life. I'm your host, Mike Matthews. Thank you for joining me today to listen to an interview I did with Jay Shaw. And Jay read my book, Bigger, Leaner, Stronger, and he used what he learned in that book and a few other books of mine and my podcasts to turn his life around, really, physically and mentally, because not only has Jay now lost over 50 pounds while gaining a ton of strength, getting stronger every week, it's fun to be new, right? His mental health has also radically changed and radically improved. In fact, I think Jay is just a a perfect example of how getting in shape and just taking control of your health and taking control of your body composition can dramatically improve your mood and improve your mindset and encourage you to take control of many other things in your life. Because before finding my work, Jay battled post-traumatic stress, anxiety, depression, even tried to take his own life. Fortunately, that didn't work. And he then started to take baby steps toward improving his physical health, which then spilled over to his mental health. And as Jay explains in this interview, he really doesn't know if he would be here if it wasn't for using what he learned in Bigger, Leaner, Stronger to start training his body and nourishing his body with nutritious food and getting active using his body. Then Jay decided to sign up for my VIP coaching program and... In this interview, Jay and I talk about his story, the obstacles that he has navigated along the way before and after coaching, uh, so on Bigger, Leaner, Stronger, and then working with one of my coaches. Jay talks about how he eased into fitness with walks and body weight movements, which I love. Great tips. Uh, That's exactly what I recommend in my newest book, Muscle for Life, for example, which is intended for particularly for the 40 plus crowd and for people who are brand new to all of this stuff and who are not in good shape or, or maybe in very bad shape right now. Walking, body weight training, great place to start. Jay talks about overcoming gym intimidation how he stopped using alcohol to cope with his problems, and more. But first, how would you like to know a little secret that will help you get into the best shape of your life? Here it is. The business model for my VIP coaching service sucks. Boom, mic drop. And what in the fiddly frack am I talking about? Well, while most coaching businesses try to keep their clients around for as long as possible, I take a different approach. You see, my team and I, we don't just help you build your best body ever. I mean, we do that. We figure out your calories and macros, and we create custom diet and training plans based on your goals and your circumstances, and we make adjustments depending on how your body responds, and we help you ingrain the right eating and exercise habits so you can develop a healthy and a sustainable relationship with food and training and more but then there's the kicker because once you are thrilled with your results we ask you to fire us seriously you've heard the phrase give a man a fish and you feed him for a day teach him to fish and you feed him for a lifetime well that summarizes how my one-on-one coaching service works and that's why it doesn't make nearly as much coin as it could 
but I'm okay with that because my mission is not to just help you gain muscle and lose fat. It's to give you the tools and to give you the know-how that you need to forge ahead in your fitness without me. So dig this. When you sign up for my coaching, we don't just take you by the hand and walk you through the entire process of building a body you can be proud of. We also teach you the all-important whys behind the hows, the key principles, and the key techniques you need to understand to become your own coach. And the best part, it only takes 90 days. So instead of going it alone this year, why not try something different? Head over to muscleforlife.show slash VIP. That is muscleforlife.show slash VIP and schedule your free consultation call now. And let's see if my one-on-one coaching service is right for you. Hey, Jay, thanks for taking the time to come and chat with me. Thank you for having me, Mike. It's a pleasure being here. Yeah, yeah. Where do you live, by the way? Um, I'm in a town called Guildford, Surrey, which is about 30 miles south of London, about half an hour on the train. It's very, um, it's very green. It's a small place, um, quite an affluent area. It's like being in London, but not. Nice. Yeah, I've never been to England. I've been all around Europe, but for whatever reason, I just, I never, never made it over across uh, across the channel. My wife is from Germany. So again, I've been to Europe many times and I feel like every time I would go, we'd end up going other places and then we would say, all right, let's, let's go do England on the next trip. But then on mm-hmm. the next trip, we would end up yeah. just, uh, so yeah, one, of, one, of, one of these days, maybe, yeah, I, I, don't know, I don't know how the restrictions are right now. Maybe when, when I can have fun, at least. I, I think in the last couple of years, England's been anything but fun. And in fact, even two years before the pandemic, uh, with all the, uh, all the shenanigans with Brexit, it's just been, uh, mm. Everyone's been in, in quite an angry and miserable mood. Uh, mm. I think things are starting to improve now. But next time you do make your way over to Germany, it's worth having a couple of days stop over in, uh, in, in London and just go and see the sites. Just to tick it off and say you've done it. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the museums. And yeah. it's, I mean, I enjoy doing, in most places I've, I've traveled to for the first couple of days uh, there's always touristy things that at least i like to do that yeah, uh, yeah. just because you know like walking around and seeing the sights i mean it literally is just looking at the rocks and eating the food but it's fun for a few days you know absolutely you know? <laughs> absolutely just to say you've done it um and the good thing about london is you can get around on foot i know it's a big city but it's better done on foot and there's a lot to see and, and take in uh, lots of places you can go off the beaten track as well uh, yeah. i didn't have to look far to find somewhere that's not too touristy um, and get great places to eat. So um, I think you'd enjoy it. Cool, cool. Well, um, it's uh, it's it's on the list. It'll it'll happen. Maybe I don't know about this year. Maybe next year. Again, I haven't I haven't I've just been so busy. I haven't even been paying attention to where Europe and where the UK is at with with COVID restrictions and so forth. I've just seen some headlines that things are generally loosening, but I don't know what they that have, really means yeah. on the ground. You know what I mean? We've got an um, open door policy now, and I think it was about a few weeks ago. Uh, okay. They just relax, uh, relax all travel restrictions and people going in and out of the country. Cool. Well, uh, let's shift gears and let's talk about your fitness. And where <laughs> I like to, to start these discussions is, why don't you just give us a quick overview of kind of like a before and after snapshot, where you're at now yep. versus where you were at maybe before finding me and my work. And feel free to 
uh, share whatever dimensions of where you're at mean the most to you. Maybe it's body it, comp stuff, or maybe yeah. it's a combination of body comp plus other lifestyle health benefits, whatever. Okay. So, um, this is the second time I've come back to you and your work. Um, um, we'll probably talk about the first time just because, um, I think it will um, paint a better story in terms of why I'm here now. Um, but I, I think it's about three or four years ago. I'd suffer a number of calamities, uh, which have resulted in various mental disorders, post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, um, felt quite suicidal, um, didn't take good care of myself, um, slipped into some really bad habits, uh, drank too much, ate completely utter garbage, didn't move around, um, was on the back of a couple of really nasty car accidents. Um, so that took me some time to mentally recover. And the physical recovery wasn't as bad. It didn't take that long. It was the mental scars. But what had happened was over the course of a couple of years, I just completely let myself go um, and fell into some terrible habits. Um, and as a result, I, I think I gained a good three stone, which originally I was, I was quite a slender person at six foot two and quite fit and active. Uh, I saw a photo of myself at Christmas dinner uh, in 2018. And this is the one that really prompted me to, to sort of do something about it. I, I'm staring at the camera. I've been caught off guard and both my cheeks are full. I look like a, an obese gerbil that's been caught red-handed. Um, I decided to, to start the new year off as most people do with some, with some health goals. Um, did a bit of reading and research um, about you. Started to, to read um, read your blogs and your, and, your, and, and your website. Started to listen to some of your podcasts. Ordered a bunch of stuff from your website. Um, I think I've got some Triumph, Pulse, Forge, Phoenix, anything I can get my hands on without incurring too much of a hit on duty. Um, and then started following uh, your, your program from BLS loosely. But what I found was um, I didn't have, without someone sort of beating me, I wasn't really sort of following it to the T. Uh, and I don't think my nutrition was that great. So I hired a personal trainer who, he was pretty good, but um, as most personal trainers are, they're not they're kind of in it for themselves. Um, and got myself into reasonable shape in 2019. Um, that's about probably 14% body fat, considering I was obese only three or four months before, quite a turnaround. And uh, things were going great. I had a plan in mind in terms of the sort of body I wanted to, to get to. Uh, 2019, met a girl, got a job with, which involved a lot of travel, lots of hotels, fancy pants restaurants. And before you know it, I'm back into, into crummy habits and eating out all the time, drinking too much, entertaining. Um, and then the pandemic, uh, which meant I was sat on my ass for a good year and a half, indoors, felt very depressed, uh, really bad habits, ordering food straight to my door, pretty much put into my mouth, too much drink. Um, and gradually, but slowly but surely, the weight started to pile on. And it came to a head loss summer where I, I had a really bad bout of depression brought on by some extreme pressures at work. I think with the pandemic and people working from home, uh, the boundaries between work and life, uh, there the, were no more. There was no commute to bookend at uh, the start and the end of the working day. And the company I was working for at the time was multinational. So even during normal, uh, during you know, this normal world and people going into the office, there would have been a lot of demand on my time. But when you were at home, it was kind of expected to be constantly on call 24 hours a day. 
very high pressure. It's all about sales numbers. I didn't really cope very well with that, given the fact that I was not coping at all by being indoors um, and being isolated from friends and family. And it got to the point where I think at one point I, uh, in the middle of the night, got up, put my clothes on and took a walk to the river with the full intention of not coming back. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm still here. I didn't, I didn't uh, take that final swim, but it was enough to, to scare me. Uh, the fact that I got myself into this position. So I made some big changes. I quit my job, took some time out, um, went back up to see my parents. They lived in the countryside, uh, get away from it all, uh, dusted off my co- copy of BLS whilst I was there. And again, extremely overweight. I was I was obese. I was 104, 105 kilos, uh, out of breath, just getting out, out, of, out of bed. Brushing my teeth was an effort. So I, I listened to uh, I listened to the, the small things that you know. Despite how out of control the world around you might be, there are some things that you can't control of, and, and and two things you can start with that can have a profound effect on the way you feel um, is what you put into your body and how much you move. And just with those two small changes, uh, I started to I cut out all the crap. I started to eat nutritious food fruit, vegetables, whole grains, whole food, and started to move. And I started off slowly um, just by going out for long walks. Um, So you built myself up to do the couch to 5K. And there was one constant throughout it, which is what prompted me to reach out to you. um, I listened to one of your podcasts every time I went out for a walk. And every time I went home, I reread a chapter of BLS. I think that thing is so well thumbed now. Uh, it's probably, uh, it's no good to anybody now. But um, I got to the point where by the end of the year, I think after about six weeks of just watching what I ate, uh, making sure I got some steps in every day, some of it low intensity through walking and some of it high intensity through interval training, um, I managed to drop about 30 pounds or so. Then joined the gym in December, started following the BLS five-day split. Um, slowly to begin with, because I was a bit nervous um, in terms of how my body would respond. Uh, and thankfully, it responded really well. I mean, there is such a thing as muscle memory. Thank the gods of gains for that, because it really... <laughs> it's my body nice just, to actually experience, right? Absolutely. It just soaked it all up, and it just wanted more. And I wanted more as well, because I can see the changes every day. And you know what's cool, just to interject quickly, is sure. re- research suggests that those adaptations are likely permanent, meaning that you do the work once. Now, I, in an ideal world, we would more or less maintain what we want to maintain indefinitely, right? Huh. But but <clears throat> life, life can get in the way, the world can get in the way. And so what research suggests is you do the work once and you always have that capacity for the accelerated regaining of muscle, even if the time off I mean, it could be years off and then you come back to it. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's not entirely clear, but I would say that that's where the research seems to be pointing. And so it's just another nice uh, kind of fringe benefit to, to doing this, just knowing that there is a, a permanent payoff yeah. if if things get in the way and you have to get back to it. It, it will always be, it appears that it will always be easier and more rewarding yeah, the second, yeah. third, fourth, whatever time than it was the first time. 
it's like seeing an old friend again. Nothing's changed, you know, and you just pick up where you left off. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. very comforting as well, knowing that you, you, you will you will see progress relatively quickly as long as you sort of stick to the plan and, and take care about uh, take care of uh, what you eat. Yep. So I follow your basic principles: nutritious food, stick to whole foods, um, try and do a bit of cardio per week every week. And, and I found I. Never thought I'd ever call myself a runner, but I've really embraced it. I mean, I hate it, to be fair. But what I have found is that it's great for clearing the mind, getting away from my desk, my laptop for half an hour, smashing out a quick 5K, come back and everything's very different. And I feel like I've, you know, I've done something worthwhile as well. So sticking to the principle of doing a bit of high-intensity cardio, maybe a bit of light, light cardio if I fancy it, but progressive overload, just constantly going in and trying to beat the person I was last week. It's me versus me every time I go into the gym. Um, and I've noticed that I've got stronger week on week. I feel fitter. I feel healthier. My mind is clearer. I'm sleeping like an absolute baby. I haven't swept let this well in, in years. I can't remember the last time I put my head down and woke up eight and a half hours later maybe with one bathroom break, but eight and a half hours later, being refreshed and ready to face the day. Um, and yeah, so I'm jealous. I'm jealous. After having my second kid, uh, I'm just, a, I'm just a lighter sleeper now than I was when I was younger. You know, I'm, I'm guaranteed to wake up at least once or twice. Have you adapted to that? I mean, do you, do you have yeah, I, I just have to spend more time in bed now to get enough, you know, yeah. the, the the glory days were when I was 26, 27. There, there was actually like a five-year stretch where I would uh, I would go to bed probably 11.30 and I would be working most, at least most weeknights um, up really until I'm getting ready for bed, right? So that's a mm -hmm. computer screen that's mentally, you know, usually I'm writing or doing something that requires thinking. It's not just rotely processing information or something like yeah. clicking buttons, you know what I mean? And, uh, go to bed, fall asleep, you know, five minutes, blackout unconscious for six and a half, maybe seven hours, wake up before my alarm and that's it. And, uh, yeah. rarely have any other experience. Now I'm going to wake up and I probably have to pee at least once or twice. And then, and then if it seems to be what I've isolated is, um, it seems to be related to stress, but it, it wasn't obvious to me because it's, I don't feel stressed out. But what I, what I yeah. notice is if my aggravation levels generally are just too high, it uh -huh. messes yeah. with my sleep. And so yeah. that is in connection with, it's always in connection, almost always with work stuff. And yeah. so that's just made it clear to me that there are things that, I need to, for as well as the businesses are, are doing, there are some things I need to, to change about how the businesses are working and my role in some of them. I'm, I'm in the weeds a bit too much with certain things. And so sure. some, we have to make some, some key hires. And, uh, I suspect on the other end of that, then again, aggravation levels will be lower and sleep gets better. And uh, when I was younger, there wasn't, there weren't as many moving parts, you know, everything yeah. was smaller and everything was new and um you know i think i have a pretty high pain tolerance in general but you can only take so much but anyway i don't want to hijack the conversation no no no, that's cool that's completely fine i mean i i think um on one of your podcasts i think you mentioned that you try and sneak in the odd power nap wherever you can if you can yeah, yeah. i just you know it's it, these days i'm 
it, it has gotten even harder to do that because I'm I'm in a uh, a rental property. I'm building a house, but mm-hmm. it's going to be a, a year and a half from now until we're in it. And this rental house is I don't know the square footage. It's not very big, but it's made out of like cardboard and tile. So sure. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but the 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 acoustics for for echoing are really good uh-huh. in this house, yeah. right? And I have two kids, so really the only way to make that work is if I have a window where no one is going to be here for 30 to 45 minutes. But then that also has to jive with my schedule and what do I have to do for the day? You know, so uh it uh, I would say I I don't get the nap in more often than I do, but Mm -hmm. for for people listening, napping is a great strategy for uh, improving your your health and your well-being um, when you are not sleeping maybe as well as you would like to or getting as much sleep as you'd like to. Ideally, we would have, Jay, your experience, uh, we, we would all sleep like that, but in the in the cases where that that is not possible or it just doesn't happen a nap even if it's just 30 or 45 minutes it can make a big difference if you can just fall into light sleep for what might actually only be 15 to 25 minutes of actual light sleep um that that can can take you from feeling lethargic to fresh enough to carry on the rest of the day I don't think I've had the need to take a power nap uh, in in recent weeks. Yeah, uh, which is which is great. I mean, that's 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 where you want to be. That could easily change though. One bad day at the office, and who knows? Um, or if I miss a workout. Um, but I have started to cut back. I've drastically cut back on the amount of caffeine I drink as well. I probably have about two coffees a day. I start the day off with a long black coffee, and I might have one early afternoon, um, and then that's it. Um, I was drinking vitamin. I was probably using it as a, as a crutch as well when I was really strung out, which converts yep. making me even more strung out. But anyway, we are where we are. So uh, where was I? So I think that brought me up into uh, it brought me to. So, so you're you're back in the gym and now you're making progress again, and that's you have right. Your, your cardio in and you're sleeping better. I, I'm seeing some great results in the gym. Um, the weight keeps dropping off, and I think it's in January where I felt compelled to reach out to you because I, I felt like, you know, I, I owed you some thanks for, for, you know, sort of being there for support in the, when you didn't know each other at all, uh, but listen to your voice and listen to the people you're speaking to, some weird and wonderful people with some very backgrounds and, and, and wonderful stories to tell and some great wisdom as well, really, really helped. So, yeah, I got in touch with you. Uh, you responded, which was fantastic. And at this point, I'm really into the, the I'm, I'm, I'm part of, you know, I'm in the ecosystem. I've got BLS. I just downloaded the Must Fly since it came out. Uh, bought a copy of the Shredded Chef. I'm buying Legion uh, products, uh, supplements whenever I can. Um, shipping and that, you know, it's all a bit crazy at the moment. We're shipping. Yeah. Um, well, we're, we're working on that, by the way. What we should be able to get up this year um, assuming I, I suppose that supply chains don't get significantly worse. Like if they just stay, everything's messed up. If yeah. it stays about this messed up for the rest of the year, it does look like we can get Amazon UK set up and then use that as a hub yeah, also for fulfilling website orders that, that does look positive currently. That's, that's fantastic. I've just ordered a bunch of stuff and it might 
turn up next week or we might turn up next month. I know, um, I know. But it's... I've got the order in there. Yeah. Um, and I'll be like a kid on Christmas season as it rocks up. Um, but yeah, so I thought, right, I'm, I might as well go all in, um, really see how far I can take this and nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. So let's let's go with elite coaching. Um, uh, I've heard you little, yeah, heard you talk about it and at the beginning of uh, some of your podcasts. Um, I've seen it mentioned on on your site. I thought, why not? In the past, I've thought twice about uh, spending, I don't know, X amount of money on a new laptop, which wouldn't, you know, in a few months to be out today. What, what, what's the difference in spending, investing a little bit of money on my on my health and well-being that's going to set me up? Um, and, you know, I'll take lessons away from this coaching that's going to set me up for life. Um, that knowledge is not going to disappear the day I kiss goodbye to, to, to Ryan, my coach. I'll carry that forward. So, yeah, that's where I am at the moment. I, I'm now at the point, Last I, I had a weigh-in last Saturday. I, I think I'd done some fasted cardio, hadn't had a great deal to eat on the Friday just because I wasn't that active, so I didn't feel that hungry. Um, and I was at 79 kilos, so that's officially 51 pounds lost, uh, which felt like a great round number. Um, and I'm now starting to see, I'm seeing definition on my shoulders, my arms, slight hint of abdominals not quite there yet but uh my withings say i'm 18 percent. the calipers uh, i i bought on ryan's advice uh put me at 14 so say i'm somewhere in the middle i think you know next three months i'm going to follow the meal plan to a t i mean today i was i mean i'm very anal about weighing my food if i'm given instructions i will follow them um, I'm at 1,913 calories is my allowance for the day. I'm bang on the calorie, bang on the macros. So uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. Pro- I like I like science and like process, and this is what it brings to my life. Uh, something that I thought had been lacking over the last couple of years. So this kind of gives me you know, an element of control. And so it's a, I- it's a great exercise for uh, being able to eat well let's say intuitively off of a plan or maybe not off of a plan, but where, okay, you're not going to weigh things anymore. So that can work well for maintenance, for example. And Mm. you'll probably move to that at some point where naturally um, you're going to be familiar enough with the foods that you like to eat, where you just know what portions should look like. And you also know that all right, if you accidentally overeat for a couple of days, it's not a big deal. Then you could just eat a bit less for a couple of days or not. Just, it, exactly. you know, it, you, exactly. you've experienced firsthand what it takes to, to really gain a lot of weight to, it, you know, you really have to eat a lot of food for a long time and yes. do very little movement. So, you know, firsthand that you don't have to worry about, oh, you ate a couple hundred calories more than you wanted to one day. Like, no big deal. In the grand scheme of things, it's it's, it's nothing. It really isn't. Um, and as you say, you can just make up for it by. And I don't want to get into the whole sort of tea book accounting and debit credit of, of calories, where you think, okay, I'm going to earn those calories and by binging today. I'm going to binge today and then earn it by starting. Yeah, or like purge. Them. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 bad cool. But like you say, it's I'm not going to self-immolate in you know in the front garden in front of all the neighbors just because I had. Uh, uh, an extra ounce of chicken breast or some extra uh, beans or whatever, you know, or 
I doubled up on the protein bars um, because I felt I needed to. Um, there are days when I feel quite hungry, but that's probably yep. they, they normally coincide on the on the days where I've lifted quite heavy. Yep. And I've tried to hit a P, hit a PB on a five k. Yep. Uh, and I've just been busy as well, so you know my active calories throughout the day are a lot higher. Yep. Uh, and I'm not going to starve myself just for the sake of an extra couple of hundred calories. If I feel like I could eat a bit, I need a bit more chicken on my plate. I will, I will do it. Um, it's not going to do me any harm. It would do me good. Um, but what I like about the meal planners that you got uh, at, at Legion that are they they listen to you. They don't just um, hit you with something. And I've seen meal plans that people you can download off the internet. Um, I've used a couple as well from, from friends who've given me, so called trainers. And you can tell they're copy and paste jobs. And you know they are because they've um, they've got stuff in there that you told them you can't eat. <laughs> you know, like, um, okay, that's, that's, that's great. Thanks for putting in the time and effort. But your guys, they it's almost like a, a, an interview process. They get to know you and they want to know what makes you tick. What, what do you like? What do you wake up and look forward to in the morning? And what do you kind of crave in the afternoon? What do you like to sit down after a long day or a heavy session in the gym? Um, where do you like to buy from? I mean, they take it to the next level. You know, where's the supermarket near you? They try to make it easy so you don't have to go out your way to get something. Um, and then they just sort of give you a first draft. It's not a fait complete when it ends up in your inbox. It's, what do you think? Does this work? Give us some feedback. Uh, and they seem to thrive on it. Uh, and there's a couple of iterations of it. But, you know, what they send to you is about 95% there. And I was like, wow, you read my mind. This is like what my ideal day would be. Uh, this is how I like to start my day. This is the kind of stuff I crave at lunchtime. This is what I want for a snack. And it's my ideal dinner. And I, I guess it kind of made it easy for them as well when I when I spoke to was it Cody, who, who uh, sort yep. of on the sort of discovery call. Yep. Um, he sort of laughed and said, um, for me, I like chicken breasts. Um, I could eat it all the time. I love broccoli. I love brown rice. I love tilapia. Uh, I love green beans and asparagus. And it's like, well, the meal plan is going to have a field day. You know, they're going to love for you because you're not one of those fussy eater chaps. Um, if anything, they're going to struggle to think of something that's going to be creative because I am quite vanilla. Um, I'm quite happy. I mean, that's all I've eaten this for the last three months. It's chicken breast, broccoli, brown rice, asparagus. I love asparagus. Can't get enough of that stuff. Um, the old protein bar, a good isolate, um, oats, yogurt. Eggs, yeah. You know, it's all the stuff that any uh, a good diet should have. And I'm I'm very much the same way. I mean, I, I can eat the same stuff. I've been doing it. I've been eating the same stuff essentially every day for it's it's been years now. I make little changes here and there. Um, eventually, I get tired of uh, the vegetable slop dinner the way I was making yeah. it, and so I change the sauces. And now I'm probably on to the next vegetable slop for two years, and I like it every day. So. Yeah. I think um, it's it's worth saying that you know there are there are things that are worth maximizing and there are worth and there are things that are that that are worth satisficing right and there's a big difference there where when you're maximizing you're trying to find the best possible and um, that mindset is is useful if we're talking about maybe who you should marry. Um, now, I think absolutes yeah. are unattainable, but that mindset makes sense. It's probably not smart to have a satisficers, like good enough, whatever kind of mindset for talking about who do I marry? Who do I go into business with? Uh, yes. what, what should my career be, right? Yeah. Where do um, I live? You know, right, yeah. 
But with something like food, I'm very much a satisficer where so long as I reach good enough and good enough means, and, and like you, we, and everyone listening probably, or most people listening, we do have actually a fairly high standard. Good enough means we have to enjoy every meal, uh, every day. And maybe there's the occasional time where we don't enjoy that food as much as another time, just like there are the occasional workouts that aren't that great. We always feel great afterward, but going through them sometimes feels like uh, a bit of a bear and that's fine. But generally speaking, the standard is we should eat the foods that we like every meal, every day. We should be looking forward to our meals and we should yeah. feel satisfied after every meal. And so long as I hit that, I don't care to try to find out how much more satisfaction could I get. Some people are more into it. I'm just not like that's enough for me. And yeah. once once I'm consistently below that standard, once the vegetable slop, I really am not looking forward to it anymore. And I'm just forcing myself to eat it. OK, now it's time to change something about it to bring it back up. Uh, but I, I don't care to try to explore the boundaries of of how much satisfaction can I possibly get from food while hitting my calories and macros? It just, it just doesn't, if I had a personal chef, then I would be more interested in, it. I would make it his project. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't absolutely. have, the, I don't have the time to want to give to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, just give me my just give me a list of the sort of macro uh, yeah, caps and, that you need and, to hit. And here, the, here are all the foods. I mean, I like to eat pretty much anything. So, so wow me. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> but that, this leads me on to why I, um, I think you're doing yourself a bit of a disservice because the Shredded Chef is an amazing cookbook. It really is. Um, my girlfriend, she's a fussy eater, uh, and she's made a bunch of stuff from there already. Um, it's full of flavor, takes what, you know, I'm never going to get border chicken. It's a very versatile meat. Yeah. Uh, for what you get, the bang for buck in terms of uh, calories versus protein, it's perfect. It's almost perfect. Um, and you and you can prepare it in so many different ways. Exactly. Right. And I can't wait for the summer to kick in because I'll be out there outdoors grilling it. Um, most of the time, I'll be eating outdoors. Um, but the shredded chef uh, shows that you can just take some pretty humble ingredients. Um, and so it's a very nutritious meal. So a packed full of flavor for very little effort as well. That was the other thing that really surprised me. There's so many cookbooks in there. That the sort of methodology, you know, you need to give up half a day and probably shop in some very exotic rush, um, uh, supermarkets uh, to get what you And do. have a bunch of stuff left over that unless you're going to make that meal multiple times, you're like, all right, what do I do now with half of these leftover ingredients? Exactly. I mean, I think the muscle Australia share great cookbook. I'm I I haven't used a cookbook as often as I have used yours. I mean I I got so many I love cooking, but I probably you know, in the past you, you pick out a couple of recipes out of this book you probably made 30 quid for, and then it's on the shelf along with the rest. Whereas yours is constantly being picked up. Uh, my girlfriend uses it to, to prep a lunch, so she makes we're big fans of the the muscle eagles. Um, yeah, we really love those. Uh, I like the meatloaf a lot too. That uh, was a fun. That was a fun project to work on. See, but I worked with a professional chef. Uh, I right, had okay. the, I had parameters and had to explain here are the types of recipes that we need, and it's exactly what you're saying. Like we need we need to have a lot of protein uh, in a lot of them. We need the carbs and and. Uh, the ideal, a lot of the ideal recipes are going to include some protein. They are going to be maybe moderate 
in carbs and lower in fat. Now, we don't have to go low fat. We don't want to sacrifice all flavor, but that that is going to be ideal, I know, for most of the people like us who um, are wanting to eat a, a relatively uh, higher carb diet for our training. And of course, we need to eat enough protein. We need to make it tasty. And this point of ingredients, I wanted to make sure that um, it does, that none of the recipes require too many ingredients or cooking ability because that there are a lot of cookbooks that are for people who are good at cooking. And if you are not good at cooking, you're going to struggle. You're going to spend a lot of time, maybe spend a fair amount of money and then end up with something that isn't even that good. That's annoying. Exactly. That's, that's the other thing that's very good about the literature. It's accessible. Uh, as you say, um, you don't need a, have a lot of cooking experience. Um, and I love the fact the first couple of chapters is it's the basics of cooking, you know, how to sharpen a knife and stuff like that. But, so any, any dunce could pick it up. Uh, I never have uh, cooked a, a single dish, boiled an egg before, but uh, having read the first couple of chapters, you kind of primed and you're able to, to work your way through it. Um, so yeah, fantastic, uh, fantastic bunch of recipes, very accessible, um, it's my go-to. It really is. Um, and I love the I need, fact. I need to do a follow-up. I, I want to. I just, there are so many things that I want to do. If I didn't have to sleep, my life would be <laughs> more exciting. Hey there. If you are hearing this, you are still listening, which is awesome. Thank you. And if you are enjoying this podcast or if you just like my podcast in general and you are getting at least something out of it, would you mind sharing it with a friend or a loved one, or a not so loved one even, who might want to learn something new. Word of mouth helps really bigly in growing the show, so if you think of someone who might like this episode or another one, please do tell them about it. Well, you always seem to have various drafts of various books on the go. I know. So I have um, I have new fourth editions coming. All of my work is done on these projects um, for Bigger, Leaner, Stronger and Thinner, Leaner, Stronger, which basically were rewrites, overhauls. The fundamentals are not changing, of course, yeah. but uh, the the organization has changed. I think it's more user friendly, um, especially for people who want to get into action as soon as possible, want to start like doing this stuff as quickly as they can. Yeah. And um, so that's coming, let's say BLS will be out, at least the digitals in the next month or two, and then hard copies, the order will be placed in the next month or two, but lead times are are absurd right now. It's like three or four month lead times. So it'll take that long to get the new books out. And then the women's book, Thinner, Leaner, Stronger, digitals will be probably out in the next two to three months. And yeah. that's, that's when I'll be able to place hard copies. And then I'm also working on uh, a book that it's going to be a, a devotional is the idea. So, so take um, Daily Stoic is a good example of, right? Yeah. So these books where you read one uh, essay per day is kind of the idea, yeah. right? For a year, um, but do it for fitness and do it, uh, I would say, my way. And, my, and so like half of the essays are going to be educational. Half of the essays are going to be inspirational. And I'm having fun with it. I think, I mean, the format is very popular yeah. and um, yeah. nobody has, has done it successfully that I know of in the fitness space. It's been done successfully in many other genres, but not in fitness. 
and I think I can do a good job with it. And um, so that's what I'm working on right now. Maybe after that, it'll be a cookbook. <laughs> what, what stage is this, um, is this book now? Um, I have, let's see, I have about half of the essays, uh, first drafts done for about half of the essays. And I think that I can get the other half done first drafts over the, by, by summer, by sometime in summer, I think I can have first drafts done. Then I'll probably need a month or two to, to go through the editorial process, probably just myself. I'm not sure I'll be able to get like final edited, uh, a final edited manuscript done in that time. But I think I'll, uh, a month or two of just me working with it and then I'll be happy, yeah. happy enough with it to give it to the editor I work with. And, um, and then she'll probably need a month or two to go through it. And so all in, uh, I will be happy if I can release it in the first quarter of next year. If, if that's like the official release, I'll be mm -hmm. happy with that. I, I think that, um, I think that's doable. It gives me some flexibility, uh, because there are a lot of things that I, I kind of have to do that are, this is a, this is like one of those important projects, but yeah. it's, it's yeah. not as, it's not as urgent as some of the, some of the, the, the Legion stuff I'm involved in and other stuff, you know? And it would genuinely help a lot of people. I'm a, I'm a great believer in the power of positive messaging and, and reading something every day. Agreed. Uh, really instead. I mean, you you mentioned it in this interview that um, you had said that you had started with, you were going out, going for a walk, you were listening to podcasts, and you were doing a little bit of reading every day. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it was it just brought a bit of, it was something for myself, something that's really good for my soul, whilst I was doing something that was good for me physically as well. And... And the great thing about listening to your podcast, especially the chunkier ones, which go on for like an hour, sometimes an hour and a half, and particularly when they're with people you you, you know, and there's a lot of, sort of back and forth. I think Mark Rippentay is one of my favourite. I'd love to meet him over a beer one day. Um, yeah. But um, <laughs> that would be a really interesting point. Um, but it just it really passes the time. If right now I've popped up six and a half k, uh, and I'm out in the country just getting fresh air, and I feel so de-stressed. Yep. Um, so I, I think that that book would be fantastic. There are a few friends of mine who who could really do with something like that. I've already whispered in their ear about uh, getting hold of a copy of Muscle for Life. Uh, I don't know what feedback you've had on that today, but I'm reading it now. Uh, and then next up, uh, Ryan's told me to, to pick up a copy of Beyond Bigger, Lean, and Stronger. Yeah, that'd be good. Start reading off that. But um, Muscle for Life is written in such a fantastic way. It's it's a great it's a great book. Um, you can tell you put a lot of time, heart and soul into that. And it'd be interesting to know what yeah. kind of feedback you've had to date. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So far, the feedback has been great overall. I mean, there are always uh, detractors and sometimes people bring up valid points. I'm, I'm, I've always been not only open to constructive criticism, but actively interested in it. Uh, I mean, I, I used to, you can't reply. I think, yeah, Amazon got rid of the 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 commenting feature on on reviews some time ago but i used to oh, not only read yeah yeah I th yeah i think it just turned into too much of a shit show <laughs> and they determined that this isn't adding anything to their 
uh, objectives and yeah. and you have you, you know, in, it's not in many it's not in many pe- in many cases it, it turned into like Twitter spats almost where people yeah, were yeah. just arguing about things right and uh, but but I used to not only read every review but also reply to every review and and I still regularly review. Uh, negative reviews. One stars are usually not very helpful. Sometimes they're even just kind of random. Like it's very black and white. You know, someone's very set-minded. They haven't really opened their mind to, to you know, critical thinking or new ideas. Yeah, yeah. One star I, which means that this person got into that already hating it, or 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 they just just one thing that triggers them, and that's why they gave. Uh, yeah. and, and it might and be something kind of. Onto. Exactly. It could be yeah. something kind of silly, like, oh, the fact that I even talk about calories in and calories out and they don't, they don't believe in that. And that's the one star review. Okay. Fine. Whatever. Um, however, there, there are often little nuggets in two star reviews, three star reviews. And, and uh, from the beginning, I've been very interested in that because that has given me a lot of those reviews have given me a lot of good ideas for how to improve the books. And so as I go through these iterations, I would say um, maybe not half, but somewhere between 25 and 50% of the changes that I make, just the notes that I end up making, which once those notes get long enough, then it's time to start the process of the next edition. I would Mm -hmm. say at least a quarter of them come from people's feedback and, and and it's via reviews and via emails mostly. Yeah. And, and so um, with, in, in the case of muscle for life, there are some people who are like, Oh, this is, this is just, just read bigger than you're stronger instead. Okay. I understand that, but that they didn't quite understand who I was writing this book for. And it's, you know, it's a different audience and, and the programs are totally different. If you look at the mm-hmm. programs, like, in Muscle for Life, the advanced program is is kind of like Bigger, Leaner, Stronger, Light. It's not as difficult. It's not as challenging as Bigger, Leaner. And that's the advanced program, right? So um, if you have somebody who, let's say, regardless of age, I mean, you can relate to this, right? So think back to when you were very overweight and you were not doing well. To jump right into BLS is a bit much. If I were training you personally, I wouldn't start you there. I wouldn't say, Mm. oh yeah, we're just going to go do some heavy squats and deadlifts. Um, I would start you with more or less what you did. I would say, let's get on some walks and let's clean up the diet a little bit. And, and, and then if we're incorporating resistance training, let's say it was the first time that you've ever done that. You could get in the gym and follow bigger, leaner, stronger. You're going to have to modify it a little bit here and there. You could do that, but it is, I think, it's it's a bit of a steep learning curve, so to speak, and and steep difficulty curve. Yeah. Why not why not make it a little bit easier and more enjoyable by starting with, uh, if we're talking about resistance training, why don't we start with some body weight stuff and maybe add some bands, and then maybe within a month or two you've already mastered that. Okay, great. Now let's let's move over to some dumbbells. Maybe it's time to get in the gym, but let's let's now incorporate some dumbbell exercises and some machines. Yeah. Okay, great. You've done a couple of months of that. Now we're ready to squat and deadlift and bench yeah. press and you know what i mean so um th- there there have been some comments along those lines and i understand those comments but the people i'm i'm excited to to see the feedback from people who the book is intended for um and and so i'm getting a lot of great feedback especially on the on the programs where people were either intimidated by bigger leaner stronger or thinner leaner stronger or were not able to do it for one reason or another sometimes 
um, physical limitations, uh, like past injuries, for example, yeah. sometimes, yeah. sometimes physical limitations because of a combination of age and, and body composition. So take somebody who's 55 years old and they have 80 pounds to lose to get to a, let's say a healthy body comp and they have a lot of joint pain. Okay. You really are not going to tell them to just deadlift well, day one today. Yeah. yeah exactly i mean you you could teach them how to do it safely if you were there working with them but i still would question that programming like we uh -huh. don't need we don't need to start there let's work <laughs> our let's work our way toward that right yeah and uh so so yeah i'm excited to i'm actually putting together a, a quiz to help that people can take to help them find the book and the program that's for them. Because yeah. now people are understandably, people will ask me, hey, should I do your bigger, leaner, stronger? Should I do your thinner, leaner, stronger? Sometimes guys are even like, I don't want to get too big. Should I be doing thinner, leaner? I want to be thin the either. The size is the same, right? Um, right, right. But I understand though, because they're just they're just um, looking at it from, from the outside and they don't mm -hmm. know. You know what I mean? They're, they're just, yeah. they're, should I be doing beyond bigger than your story? Now you have this muscle for life. And so I have a quiz that, um, it should be up in the next week or two that, uh, similar to like the supplement quiz on the website where, where oh, yeah. it asks yeah. you different questions. And then there's, there, there's, you know, some different logic built in, in terms of, um, um, okay. Based on your answers here's what I recommend. I recommend bigger, leaner, stronger. Here's why, or I recommend muscle for yeah. life. Here's why. And I think that that'll be helpful because then I can make that just like a standard promotional, uh, blurb that can kind of get worked into all the communication channels. So people can clearly know like which is for them and why. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Um, I think you made, you made, you made a really good point. Just taking a hopping back a couple of steps just on, where to begin uh, and bodyweight exercises. So before I sort of, um, I spent this first couple of months last year sort of moving, doing a bit of uh, catch to 5K, but no resistance training. So before I got into the gym, before I was sort of committed to a gym membership, um, I just started off some bodyweight stuff. And it's actually, you know, a, a push-up executing with the right form is actually bloody difficult. Um, same with bodyweight squats. Um, with the right form, they're actually quite hard. And that's what I did, was just do some bodyweight stuff indoors, uh, just by myself, just just to wake everything up a bit and just to have um, give myself uh, the confidence as well of going back into a gym. Because um, it can be quite intimidating after a, a long layoff. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. How was that process? Because you probably experienced it twice, it sounds like, when you... So the first time around, and then, yeah. and then um, the second time around as well. So the first time around, I I just um, I ignored everyone around me. Um, it was really that simple. Uh, I just uh, I didn't care what people were thinking or what they were saying because the reality is no one's looking at you. Uh, no one gives a shit. They're too yeah. busy sweating their nuts off on a on a bench press to, to even and, give and looking at themselves. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, yeah, so. I, I didn't pay any attention to anyone. Um, the I mean, if anybody wants to test that out, it's it's hard to get people's attention if you try. Like, if you wanted to, if you wanted them to notice you, like you need a spot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard. <laughs> no one's no one's no one's looking at you. 
Um, so that's how I tackled it the first time around. And I did have a friend that would accompany me to the gym. And then I had this chap who sort of did some personal training with me. So that, that helped uh, a lot. The second time around, um, I was nervous about form rather than uh, appearing um, like I didn't know what I was doing. Because I don't, I, you know, I knew the fundamentals of, of pushing weights around, and and I'd had good form drummed into me. One of my friends was a professional bodybuilder, uh, competed, and won a few titles, and he was when it came to form, he was a complete Nazi. So I had some of that stuff drummed into me, but I was still worried about looking like a, a bit clumsy, a bit gangly, a bit rusty. Um, so again, I just uh, same mentality. I think the first few times I went in, when I knew it was going to be fairly quiet, um, so I could avoid the crowd. But then I just, um, again, just put on a Muscle for Life uh, podcast. Uh, that was takes your mind off stuff when you got something that you focused on. Uh, but I just remembered why I was there. And that's the mantra I keep. I still, I still use that. Remember why you're doing this. Remember why you're doing this. Remember why you're doing this. And very, very um, conscious of form. Um, one of the things I'm really important to this week, weekend is filming myself. It's not something I've done yet. I always felt a bit weird about it, but I have to do it now for the coach. So, you know, what he says goes. Um, so I'm people gonna... ask me about that because I, I, I video myself for social media. And then it's also yeah. nice for me to check my form. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll still notice things sometimes if it's a fourth set and it's the final rep or two, you know, it, it can be hard to maintain proper form on a, on a heavy squat, for example. And people will ask me though, if I, if I feel embarrassed or self-conscious about videoing and at first when I started doing it, it was a little bit, felt a little bit awkward mm -hmm. because I hadn't, I hadn't done it before, but I think, I think there's value actually in, in doing things and being willing to put yourself in that. I mean, to use a, a trendy term, a, a vulnerable position where you yeah, do yeah. feel a little bit awkward and where people might look at you a little bit funny if nothing else, I think it's good for staying humble. Absolutely. And, and I've, you know, I've noticed quite a few people doing it now. I clock a lot of people doing that. It's become, it's not as a, as weird as it was. And I think, as you say, you can use it as a, it's a tool, right? It, uh, to, to improve yourself, um, you know, progressive overload, uh, sorry, progression um, comes in many different forms. And I think just uh, analyzing yourself when it's a physical form, I think there's a uh, lot to be said for that. Um, so it's great. I've got Ryan now on my back. Send me those videos. Send me those videos. Send me those videos. <laughs> uh, and I will. Um, so I, I, yes. Yeah, so to answer your original question, I, I just remember, I just remembered why I was there. Remembered why I remembered my form and just focused on some positive messaging. Um, whilst, you know, whilst I was doing my workout in, in the shape of your, your podcast, and remember, like, you know, just tell myself as well, everyone else probably feels as dumb as I do. I'm sure they've got their own insecurities. Um, yeah, but I know for a fact I go in and I suck my stomach in, even though I don't need to anymore, but I'm sure everyone else does, all, all men do. You know, and all women are conscious of their backsides. My girlfriend is. Um, so it's just, everyone's in there because they're insecure about something, whether it's their physical health or the way they look, or, you know, or it could be um, stress. You know, they're, they're really stressed out with life and they use the gym as a way of uh, relieving some of the anxiety and stress out the day. So everyone's there for the same reason, is to be better in some way. Um, and I think that's a great leveler. It really is. And I find that uh, most people that 
I think of the gym I go to now and gyms I've gone to in the past, the people who I have ended up engaging with are almost always friendlier than maybe they look or than you, sure, than, yeah. you know, than, than the impression that you get. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I remind myself of that too. I mean, again, I'm not one to take things personally. Um, if, if somebody is, is, uh, is not interested in, in talking to me or is even rude, it doesn't bother me personally, but, um, it's, I know, I know it's just, it's, it's helpful for, especially for people who are kind of new and feel a little bit out of place. And, and I've heard this particularly from women when they're going over to the weightlifting section and it's a bunch of sweaty tattooed dudes grunting and groaning and they don't look very friendly um when they're bench pressing and uh even when they're in between sets uh but but in in my experience most people even some of the gnarlier looking dudes are actually quite friendly yeah everyone's a human at the end of the day um i'm sure like just like in any in any place there's the odd idiot or, or asshole, but that's, you know, you get that if you went into the local pub um, yeah. or in an office. You know, God knows I've seen my fair share of office assholes in, in my life. But um, no, so I I, I sort of just kept reminding you those, those few things. And before I knew it, within a, what, my first week, um, it became it's just second nature. You know, I, I'd get angsty if I wasn't walking over to the gym or make, you know, making time for a workout. I, I do encourage anyone out there that's probably nervous about setting foot in a gym for the first time just remember you only got to do it once get it out of the way but after that it, it really is uh, it's enjoyable you never regret going to the gym ever i've never come home uh, and thought i wish i hadn't gone today it's the opposite I, and now I, I feel i'm upset if i don't have time in my diary um during the day because i like sneaking out to do a quick half an hour or 40 minutes um i get upset um but you just got to take that leap of faith once and you won't, you know, you, you'll thank yourself. Your future you will thank you, you know, thank you for taking that, making that decision. Um, only good things will come of it. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm living proof of this. Right? If it wasn't for the gym and for moving and nutritious food, there's no guarantee I'd be here now um, because I could have suffered another uh, relapse, um, my mental state. I wanted um, to ask you about that. Could you talk about, bit uh, about that in particular so you're in a pretty dark place yeah um before you got back um on on the wagon so to speak and how has your your mental health been as you have improved your physical health uh like night and day I think, I mean, my girlfriend is that everyone that's close to me and cares about me have uh, been shocked by not just the physical transformation, but just my general well-being, the way I come across, the way I uh, I talk, I act, I'm smiling, I'm, I'm laughing at things, you know, I'm finding humour in everything around me. I never, you know, like I used to back in the day. Um, I've got a very stupid sense of humour, quite a dark one as well. Um, and I've, you know, I've found that, I've rediscovered it. Uh, but I, I feel like I've, uh, I've got to regain control of my life and the way I think. I know if I have a dark moment or if I feel aggravated or anxious, I know it's just it's fleeting. It really is. It's fleeting. It's like bad weather. It all will pass. You just got to let it pass. Um, you know, it never rains forever. Um, and I just, um, I, re- I remember that. I don't dwell on that, on that, on that moment. 
I, I remember what was really cool uh, before I felt like that and what's going to be really cool when this cloud passes. Um, it's interesting that if you would have, I'm sure you probably did try to do that previously, right? That like my, my point is what it sounds like is it's not like you discovered some unique uh, coping strategy, so to speak. It's that, that there, you have changed uh, in a, in some fundamental ways that you respond differently to, uh, the, the rough patches now than you did previously. Uh, am I, am yeah, I right? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, like it probably found... wouldn't have been helpful previously if somebody said, Hey, why don't you just remember? So let's say you're really not feeling good. Like, yeah, why, why don't, don't you just, just, why don't you just remember? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. basically like saying, why don't you just cheer up, dude? It'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fine. No, I, I think, um, no, you're right. And that's a very valid point. Um, there've been a few factors as well that probably contributed to, um, this, additional strength I have. I don't really want to simplify it too much, but it, it is down to nutrition. Um, you are what you eat. And I noticed that within a week of stop stopping eating shit and drinking too much or drinking too much, I don't, I don't drink really now at all. Um, I just don't see the point in it. It doesn't add any value to my life. And so it doesn't, it's not going to make my uh, journey with Ryan any easier. Um, so I just don't bother with it. But it was as simple as, um, so yeah, without the risk of simplifying it, nutrition um, and exercise. Uh, it's we, we all know the science it's behind and science and, and the feel good chemicals, right? So I, it's I just a lot that. easier to use that as a as a lever right then it is because yeah. anyone can go for a walk um i think it was tough during lockdown because then the, the gyms are open and i did try to uh join a gym last year just for that brief moment when the uk came out of lockdown only for it to go back into lockdown um i took up running i got shin splints at the start of last year and it felt like i'd been kneecapped uh that knocked me for six as well um so now i i i do i i have a I have a plan I'm following, you know, I'm following the workout plan. I'm following this, um, this, this, this program that I'm on now with Ryan and yourselves. Um, but I, I, I'm very conscious about what I, what I eat because I know it will have an effect on me physically. If I go out and eat Domino's pizza, which it would taste great. You probably won't actually it taste like shit, but, um, I know what it would do to me the next day. I know I'll feel crap. I'll feel lethargic. My guts will be playing the drums all day. Um, and I'll just look really, I'll have grease coming out of my pores. So it's the same thing with you mentally, right? Whatever you eat will affect you mentally. It's, it's clear as, you know, light and day that uh, your hormones will be affected by what you eat. So now I'm, I've really um, embraced the, the, the science behind. Uh, I guess I wasn't, I wasn't really much of an Ayurvedic eater. Uh, Mum and dad swear by it, they're Indians, it's kind of, it's in their genes. Um, but now I really look at what I'm eating and the, the medicinal effects it will have on me. Um, and I know that's what I really respect your, your product range is because it's all, it's all natural, it's all science-backed. Um, whereas before, no, I didn't, I didn't care about what I was eating. Even when I was in the gym a couple of, about two, three years ago, I got in really good shape. I'd be really good for two or three days of the week. Um, I even, I had a, uh, Muscle for Life meal plan back then as well. I, I sent a copy. I dug it out from the archives. I sent it on to Ryan so he could laugh at it. But uh, just in terms of how, um, how similar it is to, to the one I'm on now. Um, but 
I still, for the, the other sort of four days of the week, I still went out at the weekend, got loaded on my mates, came home with a filthy kebab. And then I thought, okay, I, I blow Friday night. I might as well just piss Saturday and Sunday away as well. But I'll start again on Monday. And that's the life I was living. Uh, now I'm not like that. And I don't see the point in wasting my weekend, uh, sorry, wasting the, the, the time and the effort and care I'll put into myself for the sake of some uh, frivolity and, you know, with food and, and, and alcohol. Because um, I know it's just, gonna, I'm going to feel like shit on Monday. I really will. And it's going to, it's not the best way to start your week. Um, and I won't sleep properly. So there's so many reasons why I shouldn't be doing all the things I used to do. So that's the difference, Mike. I, I care about what I put in my body and I care about how much I move every day. Uh, I swear, and I do that for myself because uh, no one else cares what I eat. It's not going to affect them. No one cares if I hit a PB in the gym tomorrow, but I will. And I know I've done something better and I've beaten the same Jay that was uh, walking here last week. And that's what it's about, it's me versus me. And I just want to uh, walk, let, do, do something good for myself every single day, no matter how big or small it is, and, and try and make people around me happy by being a happier person. Uh, by being good to myself, by proxy, I'll be good to others. Uh, and it's, it's a good way to live your life. I love it. I love it. And I agree on, on, on all fronts. The, the weekend point in particular, that, that's like, um, in, in the, in the game of fitness, that's one of the bosses that you have to beat. Many, many people are still stuck on that level, so to speak, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. where, yeah. and, 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 uh, you know, I've heard from many people over the years who they just didn't understand who were doing that. And they, because they, it was in many cases, just a lack of education. They didn't understand energy balance. For example, they didn't understand that the body processes carbs and fats and proteins differently. And they didn't understand how adding alcohol accelerates fat storage. Right. Yeah. And so, so they didn't understand why they were not losing weight when they were following a, a a decent meal plan maybe decently throughout the week and then drastically overeating and over drinking on the weekends so being able to uh to understand that that's the first step and and then for for many people just understanding it was enough to help them start overcoming the the yeah. habits and and maybe it wasn't getting rid of it all right away for some people it was toning it down and then once they had toned it down for a couple of weeks, it was doing it now maybe just on a on one day instead of two or three days. And then eventually they they beat the boss like like you have. And then they're like, you know, I actually don't need to do this anymore. No, what what bother? There's no value added in it at all. It doesn't yep. bring me any, you know, it's gonna bring it's gonna make my life better in any way whatsoever. But me sticking to a healthy diet and, and a good exercise regime is going to pay me pay dividends as I grow as I grow older. I'm going to be mid. I'm going to be 45 this 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 summer. You know, bits will start falling off in a few years from now, and uh, I want to try and keep hold of as many of my parts as I can. And the way to do that, the way to mitigate. I wouldn't it, have guessed. I, you, you don't look. You don't look 45. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I, I moisturize every day uh, and drink two <laughs> liters of water. But um, uh, you know, uh, the, the mitigate against the you know the the, the demons of age. It, the way to do that is by looking after yourself now. Uh, and again, you know, 10 years from now, I'll thank myself for it. Um, I'm not going to thank myself 10 years from now for basically spending my mid-40s just pissing my money up the wall, going to parties, going on, you know, fancy pants holidays, buying nice clothes, um, 
but I will thank myself for, for what I'm doing to my, you know, for myself now. And this is a long thing, right? It's not like productive in the past where I'm going to throw myself into it for three or four months, looking for the summer. And then if something shiny comes along, my attention will be it's pushed like it did in the past with a new job and all the traveling and, and so on and so forth. This, this is now going to be a way of life for me. Uh, I know I've done it in the past, but only for short periods of time. Uh, so I know I'm capable of it, but now it's about the commitment and really, really challenging myself to, to make this me. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited by it. Slightly nervous because I, I, I don't want to let the Ryan down. I mean, one of the reasons why I went for the coaching is... I was going to say, that's what... <laughs> that's, it's the accountability, right? So You, you might as well no, use it to your advantage. That's another lever that exactly, just helps. Exactly, right? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying sort of putting my stats down into the apps. You'll read it and review it, and you'll know if I bothered or not, you know, on that given day. Uh, and there's... I went to skip leg day. I used to do that all the time in the past. Oh, God, no. Find any yeah. reason... Oh, it looks a bit cloudy out there. I'll probably stay indoors and put the kettle on. That's better than going to the gym and doing some squats. But, you know, I had a, did my first leg day under Ryan today. I will be sending some hate mail to him tomorrow, no doubt, when I can't get out of bed. But, It'll probably be the next day. It's always the day after yeah, I think the day after right. leg day that's the worst. The day after, home. you're like, oh, I, I'm, I'm a little bit sore. And then it's, <laughs> the, then it's the next day when you're, you're hobbling out of bed. Well, Even if you don't overdo it, you know, it doesn't, you, you'll, you'll see as you get fitter and you, you keep pushing yourself appropriately. I mean, I still run into this. Um, I still get a fair amount of soreness in my lower body, not so much uh -huh. in my upper body. Yeah. Um, may, maybe to the touch, maybe if I were getting a massage, there'd be some soreness, but yeah. the lower body, you know, it's just such a big, these are big muscles, a lot of muscles moving heavy loads and it, just slight increases in volume or intensity uh, can, in me at least, it, it can still trigger. It, it's not the level of soreness that I, I used to experience when I was doing wild stuff, when uh -huh. I didn't really know what I was doing, like doing 10 by 10s, for example, on squats yeah. where I couldn't sit down on a toilet. I would have to get over to the toilet and just fall <laughs> that's it and then getting off of the toilet required uh yeah. my my arms you know what i mean yeah. it's not quite that bad but i still i still get fairly sore from from a few exercises the squat the deadlift if i if i just make a little bit of progress yeah that's it's normal well, what would you advise me to say i think you know for me selfishly as well so i'm not long back into the gym um yeah, I'm yeah. still trying to tune into the little niggles and squeaks and aches and gro gro groans in my body. Yep. So I'm I'm really nervous about tweaking something and then putting myself out of the game for know, well, a few days or a few weeks, even worst case scenario. But I don't want that fear to hinder me from sort of pushing myself appropriately. Yeah. So at the moment, I, I'm super nervous and I'm on high alert. So slightest tweak, I'm like, I better put that down, move on to the next exercise. How, how do you differentiate between the two? Is it like between like, I'm a bit rusty, just a bit of a warm up, or my body's trying to tell me something? Yeah. So, so my best advice for getting back into the gym, because what 
a mistake that and I've made this before uh, when I was younger and my wife at the time, my girlfriend, so she was in Germany. We did a, a long distance relationship for two and a half years. We were together for a year, year and a half, and then long distance for two and a half. And then she moved over here to the States. And so there were a couple of instances where I went over to Germany and we would just run around, have fun for three weeks. And I might do a couple body weight workouts, maybe a couple gym workouts here and there. Um, but I, I was a little bit detrained when when I got back and then I would go and try to do exactly what I was doing before I left and that was a bit much I remember uh, ending workouts like nauseous and that that even now I don't I, it would take a lot of training for me to to get to that point right and um so like training to the point of nausea that's that's too much and and then getting very very sore and so the 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 simple advice is to dial your uh your your intensity so your loads dial that back mm -hmm. and the the rep range that you're going to work in that that if you're currently working in if you're doing like a bigger leaner stronger approach where you're doing a lot of four to six and maybe some six yeah. to eight you can still work in the same rep ranges but you want to adjust the loads so you're finishing your hard sets with uh, on compound exercises yeah. you should you should feel like you have one or two good reps still in the tank, meaning that you, if, if it's one good rep left, I, I so currently uh, how I like to, um, uh, you could call this intensity discipline. What, what yeah. I like to see in, in a squat, for example, is in my first set, I like to feel like I have two to three good reps left, meaning yeah. I could do two more and then I probably would fail, maybe three more, and then I probably would fail. And I, I am fairly calibrated to that because every four months I do some AMRAPs and I push myself hard. I go close to failure. So I, I do have a good sense of uh, how many reps I actually have left in the tank. Because if you don't ever really go close to failure, sometimes you can think you only have one or two left, but if you really went for it, you actually had four or five. But regardless, my point is that uh, maybe maybe before you were squatting 225, let's say for six, and that was two good reps left or so, like pretty hard, pretty close to yeah. failure. And you can still squat for six, but you might have to go down to 185 or 155 to still have, let's say, those two good reps left yeah. uh, or maybe even three, right? So what you wouldn't want to do is put the 225 on the bar and squat it for six and have zero good reps left, meaning that last rep was a grinder. And if you went for another, you're gonna fail. Because yeah. then what's gonna happen is even if you rest a little bit longer, you rest four minutes, let's say, you probably aren't gonna get six in the next. You're probably gonna get five and maybe even fewer depending on where you're at. It might be four and then you know zero good reps left. And, and so that's how you can hurt yourself is training too hard. So again, okay. pushing right up to that point of failure, using too much weight and pushing right up to that point of failure. Well, that makes it even more problematic, right? If we're talking yeah. about a biceps curl, okay. Um, not very dangerous, right? Like, sure. We can technically, I, I didn't hurt my back today, but I was lazy on my, uh, standing calf raises and so i like let tension out of my core and i was like oh 
that doesn't feel good. So like, you know, that could have been me hurting my back on a standing calf yeah. raise. It can happen. It can happen. Right. Um, but, but we, we are most interested in what I just described in terms of intensity discipline with the big exercises, the stuff that they're not dangerous, but if you train right up to that point of failure yeah. or, or you train literally to failure. So let's say, you know, young kids coming in the gym and they're squatting and they squat until they actually have to sit the bar down. Like they just get stuck at the bottom. Uh, the more often you do that stuff, the more likely you are to get hurt. So again, when you, uh, as you get back into, into your training, um, I, I wouldn't be concerned that you are at a higher risk of injury because you are feeling a little bit detrained or a little bit detrained. That's definitely not the case. You just have to understand that you're going to have to work back to your trivia, your previous training weights. Mm -hmm. And you want to make sure that you are calibrating your current training rate uh, weights to your current fitness. And so you're yeah. going to have rep ranges to work in reps in reserve, as it's referred to, to make sure you're working hard enough in those sets. And you can err on the side of maybe a little bit too little weight as opposed to a little bit too much, but you'll quickly, you've done this. So you'll quickly yeah, understand yeah. you might put 135 on the bench. You're supposed to do six or whatever. And you immediately know by rep three, like, all right, this is, this is a bit a too easy. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get six and I could probably do another six. And the problem, the, the only problem with that is, unfortunately, research shows that we do have to get, we don't have to go to failure, but we do have to get close to muscular failure to achieve a uh, an effective training stimulus. And that's particularly true as you become more experienced. When you're brand new, you can do sets of six with six reps in reserve and get some results. But, you know, yeah. you're going to... Yeah. That's only going to drive so much in the weight of, ad of adaptation. There is a point where you're going to have to start training harder, training closer to failure, and then you're going to have to start doing more volume, more training to continue driving those adaptations. And so you can just use that as a guide. And if you are leaving, again, let's say set one of three or set one of four on a bench press, you feel like you have two or three good reps left. And uh, what, what you'll find is by that final set, it's probably a one, a one to two. And if it's a zero to one, that's okay. But I, I, in my training and what I generally recommend is that's what I, I like to see that I attract my reps in reserve in my, in my training log. Um, and I like to see on the big lifts, two to three, uh, yeah. maybe, yeah. or maybe even like a solid three on that first set, because I know that by the last set, that's going to be a one or two and I'm okay pushing a little bit harder than that here and there, but that's, that's my, my baseline in terms of training, uh, intensity discipline. I'm just kind of making up that term. I don't think that's really a term, but that's the concept. So, uh, hopefully that's, that's helpful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll say one other thing with your accessories. It's okay. What I like to do is it's okay to train a little bit closer to failure, or even go to absolute failure on a lot of accessory exercises, not all sets, um, but take a biceps curl, right? I'm okay with, um, the, the, let's say set one of four, that that's how I'm training right now, right? I'm okay on a biceps curl. If I feel like I have maybe two good reps left, yeah. even a, even a one to two, um, because that might be a zero or a zero to one on that final 
rep. I'm thinking about the biceps curls that I did yesterday. So my fourth set was basically right up to the point of failure. Like I had, I, I had to even like move my torso a little bit to finish the rep, which is basically, I mean, once your form breaks down, that means that you can't really do it correctly anymore. Right. So yeah. I'm okay with that on certain accessory exercises because I know that there's no risk really of getting hurt because I, um, strained hard on a biceps curl or I strained hard on a triceps push down, right? There are certain accessory exercises though, where I don't like how that feels. I don't like how that feels on an overhead dumbbell press for triceps, for example. Yeah. I don't like going right up to failure on that exercise because it feels funky on my shoulders. Uh -huh. And yeah. So you, you have to, you have to use, um, some, some common sense and you have to, you have to also kind of listen to your body, so to speak. And like you said, if something, if it feels okay to push right up to failure and it's an accessory exercise, the risk of getting hurt is very, very low and it feels fine, then you can do that. Um, but if it does not, even if it's an accessory exercise, then I would say, uh, don't do it. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think that's pretty much what I've been following. Um, I've, I've been a bit cautious, I think, with the with the the big three, um, yeah. which is so, fine. I mean, you can always you're not gonna you're not gonna regret um, starting that way and then easing into correct maybe maybe a more optimal uh, training intensity. Exactly, and and I, and I have been quite uh, probably a bit more carefree. Or less risk averse with the, as you say, the accessories. And I remember going back to December. I think it was my first biceps workout after a good two, two, two and a half years off. I had the worst case of DOMS. I was walking around like this for three days. Um, <laughs> I couldn't do anything at all. I was utterly useless. Um, but I knew they weren't. They, they were. They were just mad at me, but they weren't injured. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm a bit. Uh, I'm not too worried about that. And this is where. This is why I sort of. Um, wanted to take up the coaching because I think there's real value to be had in someone sort of monitoring your progress and and challenging you to to try and uh, to, to see you know to, to read the numbers look at the data and go ah, okay look I, I think you could I've seen your form I think you can go heavier I've seen your numbers you're telling me you, you, you know you're doing your final set with one to three reps in reserve but I think the next time next week we should go up a little bit and, and I need that just uh, I need that some someone sort of watching over me and giving me a bit of um, helpful advice. Left to my own devices. I mean, I will follow uh, BLS to the T, but will I progress as quickly? I doubt it. I will. Um, if I follow the follow the, the advice within the book, but I'm the kind of person that sometimes does need a bit of a, I uh, need the accountability and I like it as well. I like the challenge. I like, uh, I like the, the idea, the concept of reporting back to somebody and saying, look at my homework. How well have I done? Can you mark it for me? Uh, and being set new targets. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. Totally. Yeah. And it's nice to to be acknowledged um, by somebody who who really gets it. Yeah. yeah. Who actually cares too. Because, uh, you know, aside from maybe our family and our closest friends, most people, they don't care whether we, we reach our fitness goals or any goals for that matter. No, and and no. some people actually would rather see us fail. So generally seeking validation isn't a good strategy. 
But when you have somebody like a coach or somebody who's close to you, who you know really has your best interests in mind, mm-hmm. and, and in the case of a coach, they also understand what it takes to do what you're doing. It is nice to be validated. I think that's okay. You, you don't have mm-hmm. to, I think it's better to not, not need it and not seek validation, but it's okay to enjoy it when it happens, I think. Really, I, yeah, it's, it's nice to have a pass in the back when you've, uh, it, it'd be, It'd be nice to get a pass on the back when I've had a really productive week in, in the gym. Um, I mean, I, like you say, you don't necessarily need validation. I'm not that kind of person that goes out looking for it. But I think when you're working together with someone on a joint objective, which is that this is, um, it's it's nice to buddy up and, and bounce things off. And, and, you know, and also, you know, on the flip side, have that critique as well. Um, I'm, I'm really interested to see what he, you know, when he sees these videos over the weekend and see what he, what he says about my form, because as much as I try to be uh, very good with it, I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll find, you know, issues with it. And, uh, I, I, I value that as well. Um, so I think this is, um, yeah, I, I'm all for having projects in my, in, in your life. Um, most of my projects in the past have been pretty shit, like buying a new car. Um, buying a bunch of tailor-made suits or Gucci loafers or whatever it is. Oh, I need a new laptop. Do you really? No, this is um, this is a project I can. Um, I'm, I'm really genuinely proud that I've, I've kicked off, uh, and then I'll reap the rewards for it. I love it. I love it. Well, um, this has been a, a great talk, Jay. Uh, thanks again. Yeah, thanks again for doing it, and keep me posted on your progress. Sounds like you're going to do great. And um, if there's anything else you wanted to say before we wrap up, we can you can get that out there, or we can. Uh... Yeah, I think um, anyone that's listening, um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure most of your listeners are probably fairly sort of well versed with the, you know, with the fitness game and, and your work. But anyone that's like me who are coming back from a long layoff or dipping their toes in the water, I found Mike having not trained at all, um, completely cold. Uh, trust uh, trust the science that's laid out in his writings listen to the podcast uh just soak it all up i really encourage you to to, to just join the cult you know just join just... the cult right i'm a believer <laughs> i really am i'm gonna get um muscle life and legion of the tattooed on me i think but uh, just just believe in the in, in the science a lot of thoughts that's that's when people. i know that i've achieved cult leader status when <laughs> when somebody shows me like my face tattooed on their body <laughs> then i know I'll my first born after you <laughs> you'll uh, be a bottle of pulse not my yeah not my ultimate ambition fulfilled <laughs> my true ambition what i'm really doing all of this for you're on the right path i guarantee it buddy um <laughs> But yeah, so anyone's listening, do just just have faith and uh, believe in the science, and, and more importantly, have faith in yourself that you can achieve some pretty wonderful things, and you will surprise yourself in a very short space of time. Love it, love it. Well, thanks again, Jay. This was a great interview. Thank you for having me. Well, I hope you liked this episode. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, subscribe to the show because it makes sure that you don't miss new episodes. And it also helps me because it increases the rankings of the show a little bit, which of course then makes it a little bit more easily found by other people who may like it just as much as you. And if you didn't like something about this episode or about the show in general, or if you have uh, ideas or suggestions or just feedback to share, shoot me an email, mike at muscleforlife.com, musclef-o-r-life.com, and let me know what I could do better or just uh, what your thoughts are about maybe what you'd like to see me do in the future. I read everything myself. 
I'm always looking for new ideas and constructive feedback. So thanks again for listening to this episode, and I hope to hear from you soon.